Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are in the building. You're... You could have said it more lively than that. I don't care. It is, <laughs> <laughs> it is Thursday, June 28th, 2018. I am your host. Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Burr. What is going on, y'all? Yeah, man, we are back Thursday evening, you know, for the next five weeks. Um, today was really gross out. Oh my God, awful. Yeah, gray skies, rainy weather, just hard rain intermittently throughout the day. Uh, it's pretty depressing. Yeah, it is. You lost power. Yeah, I, I lost power when I was away at work, so I got to reset the clocks in my kitchen and my alarm clock. But, you know, no, no big deal. You know, we're here. You know, we, we got some stuff to talk about. So much stuff. It's another winged episode. Don't lie to the people. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're just, we're just winging it today. You know, we're just winging it, you know, for all the good people out there watching, watching at home. Um, actually, I'm looking at the count right now. Ain't nobody watching right now. But anyway, yeah, dude, it's like you can just lie. Shit. <laughs> I mean, numbers don't lie. You know, we're looking at the uh, view count. But anyway, yeah, let's not harp on that. Yeah, somebody, don't <laughs> worry. I'm share. I'm sharing it. So we're yep. gonna get some. We're gonna get some views. Oh yeah. Right. Yes, we will get some views of, uh, as as per usual. We are always appreciative of. Everyone tuning into the show, whether you tune in on Facebook Live, listen on SoundCloud, or watch after the after the fact, we are grateful for your support. See, see, like y- your your arch nemesis is on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, Adrian? Uh, we got him and uh, Paul. Arzola. Paul, what's going on, Paul? Yeah, we got him. Got them on the uh, show in the uh, chat. Exactly. So yeah, we got got some things to talk about, some things to wing it. So uh, Carl, as you're uh, sharing the uh, group chat, should I get into it? Yeah, you go ahead and get into it. All right. All right. Well, you know, I've been to been up to a few things uh, here and there this past week. Uh, last week, a uh, big shouts to uh, Brian, Eddie, and Kyle for our wrestling themed NXT Takeover and Money in the Bank <laughs> that <was> show. So hilarious. <laughs> it was quite hilarious. Um, yeah, and speaking of wrestling, uh, the excitement continues with WWE's United United Kingdom Championship Tournament, which aired uh, this past Monday and Tuesday. It actually took place last week at the Royal Albert Hall in London, England. Two nights of top-notch UK wrestling action. Um, you said that you saw the first night. First night, right? uh, yes. Okay, so um, I won't I won't spoil the uh, second night for you, but I'll tell you what matches are on to ex- what you can expect. Okay. Um, the first night of the tournament was uh, to wrap up uh, the uh, finalists for the UK Championship Tournament. Um, you saw competitors like Jack Gallagher, Flash Morgan Webster, Travis Banks, Joe Coffey, Dave Mastiff, uh, Jordan Devlin, a.k.a. Uh, store brand Finn Balor, <laughs> and uh, Ashton Smith. Um, the ultimate winner of this tournament turned out to be Zach Gibson, who was... The Liverpool's number one and the most hated man in the entire tournament. Every time he came out, the UK crowd just booed him out of Royal Albert Hall. Was he worse than Tommaso Ciampa? No, not worse than Tommaso Ciampa. Worse but than Roman? 
Oh, I would say as bad as Roman, but like the difference is like Zach Gibson apparently um he he gets legitimate heel heat while Roman Reigns gets a mixture of heel and go away heat. <laughs> so, but the difference is people want to see Zach Gibson, right Adrian? So <laughs> <laughs> So, it it was so funny because when when Zach Gibson came out, you know, the the crowd was just booing him so much that the that the British crowd and I give him props because they're so creative with their chants that they were chanting if you hate Gibson stand up everybody stood up and then everybody chanted if you hate Gibson sit down and then there was one point where everybody chanted if you hate Gibson shoes off and you saw everybody take off their shoes and wave them in front of the camera because this dude was just how did I miss what was I doing. Oh, in order to miss it. You know, I think I was like downloading music. Yeah. I got like a lot of gigs this weekend coming up. Mm. But yeah, he had some he had some terrific matches. Um he actually won by submission uh in his uh three consecutive matches on the card. He yeah. defeated Jack Gallagher, uh Flash Morgan Webster, and Travis Banks with the Shankly Gates, his uh, arm bar submission to become the second UK tournament winner. And uh, his his grand prize was to go on to face Pete Dunne in night two of the uh, of the UK show. Um, and also, what was what was interesting was that I was I kept wondering, yo, why is Zach Gibson so hated? So I went on YouTube and I watched some videos. I just typed in Zach Gibson heel, <laughs> and there was a, a one video in particular where. He was so he was booed so much by the crowd that the crowd just kept interrupting his promo to the point where they just kept pelting the ring with toilet paper rolls, <laughs> just like one after the other. <laughs> and then like, why isn't that posted on the Wrestling Fantasy Warfare page? <laughs> you know what? I'm a, I'm I'll, eat, I'll I'll probably share the share the link to that after the show. But it was so hilarious because like he kept saying, "I'm Liverpool's number one." Boo! Toilet paper, toilet paper, toilet paper. And then like it, it, then it got to one point where he just stopped. And then the crowd got a little silent. And then it looked like he was about to get through his promo. It's like, okay, I'm Liverpool's number one. Boo! More really? To- like, more toilet paper rolls. It was, it was hilarious. It was the damnedest thing I've seen <laughs> for, for, for a heel. It's like he's like the Tommaso champ of the UK, or I, I guess. But, but he's a terrific athlete, well, though. I mean, it's not like they're saying, fuck you, Gibson. No. They, no they that's, call- our, that's our no class. That American asses. Yeah. Um, they, they call him a... a uh, a wanker? No, not a wanker, but they call him a, a sconce bastard. Sconce bastard. Yeah, because- yeah. I mean, British people, you know, British people have a different level, like a different way of swearing than we do. Yeah. Well, sconce being a reference to his uh, Liverpool background. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, but yeah, he had some good matches as well as, and there were some good showcases from uh, Flash Morgan Webster, who I, I, I like his whole mod sixties mod gimmick. Yeah, I saw. Okay, I saw. Yeah. Him. Like his mixture of high flying and brawling, he's 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 definitely one to look out for. And Travis Banks, yeah, know, he was good. I enjoy good. I enjoy that final match. Yeah, even when he got like, even when he got his ass whooped like right before it. Oh yeah, when a uh, joke when he beat Joe Coffee and Coffee yeah. just like threw him in the ring post, and that that kind of like kind of like it was like an echo back to what happened to uh, Tyler Bate, um, uh, and last year's UK tournament, like the same like sh- selling the shoulder injury and whatnot. Only difference is that, that the heel won this time. But yeah, it was it was definitely cool. And um, if you're a fan of the UK scene, definitely check out the first night of the tournament. Also, um, one match that I really liked was uh, the triple threat women's match: uh, Tony Storm versus Killer Kelly from Portugal and I- Isla Dawn. And Tony Storm, yo, Tony Storm is a prime talent. She's a star. Like, yes, yeah, she is. 
Yeah, like she she kind of reminds me of Becky Lynch a little bit. I get a little bit of that. Yeah, you got the, that that scrappy fighting vibe, and like she was she was really good. That was a pretty good match with her and Killer Kelly and Isla Dawn. Both three, all three women had a really good showing, and Tony Storm, like you know, the Royal Albert Hall was definitely behind her, and I, I, de- I definitely can see her getting a push on NXT's UK brand moving forward. That's gonna be interesting. Yeah. And and uh, the sec and also my favorite match of the night, which is also uh, one of my uh, favorite matches of the year so far, it's, gonna, it's on the list, was the uh, six man tag team match. You had a uh, British Strong Style uh, yeah, versus against the Undisputed Era. Yep. So yeah, Pete Dunne, Trent Seven, and Tyler Bate versus Adam Cole, Bebe, Kyle O'Reilly, and uh, Roderick Strong. Yes, and uh, thanks a lot, WWE, because just when I finally get the theme song out of my head. Mm-hmm. Comes right back on. Shock the system. Yo, freaking <laughs> Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly playing the belt. That's what got. That's what got got it stuck in my head. Just seeing him do that. Yeah, yeah, it goes so well with the song. Man. It does. But yeah, that was a banging match. Like the 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 back and forth, and there was one point where Tyler Bate, yo, this dude. He he's got some he's got some type of freakish strength because like he put he had Adam Cole on his shoulders with the airplane spin, but then he had a uh, Kyle O'Reilly, like yeah he had his the, the, yeah doing the Cesaro spin the Cesaro spin while doing the airplane spin at the same time with Adam Cole that was that was awesome. My thing with the Brits is that they're they're wrestling without knee pads. Yeah, like that hurts. I know they, they somebody who's been in the ring that hurts. Yeah, man, that ring is not soft as you think. So wear knee pads, people, if you're gonna compete in the ring. But yo, that was a banging match. Of course, British Strong Style they they prevailed with the win, and that was one of my favorite matches of the year so far, because that's how you do a six man tag. Yeah. And uh, the second night of the tournament, which I won't spoil for you, right. um, tons of terrific matches. Um, the the second night was the actually the launch of the NXT UK show. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, you had so you, so you can expect the following matches. Um, the NX for the NXT Tag Team Championship, uh, Undisputed Era defended against uh, Mustache Mountain, Trent Seven, and that was Bates. that was spoiled for me that yeah yeah they won that one yeah they won and the that pretty was a, strong start yeah no I mean Mustache Mountain excuse me yeah but that was a good match though and um, you had another match another women's match uh, Killer Kelly versus Charlie Morgan uh, who was like a kind of like a high flyer um, you have um, uh, a four-man, a fatal four-way match between Travis Banks, Flash Morgan Webster, Mark Andrews, and like Mark Andrews. Oh yeah, and a returning Noam Dar. Really? Yeah, he, he was on the shelf for like six months. Yeah, yeah, I knew he was. I knew he was injured. Yeah, and he and he came back. Um, Adam Cole versus Wolfgang for the NXT North American Championship. Um, a tag team match between Aleister Black and Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream and EC3. That was interesting. Okay. Uh, the NXT Women's Championship match, Shayna Baszler versus Tony Storm. So Tony Storm got the title shot. And um, the main event for the uh, UK Championship, Pete Dunne versus Zach Gibson. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm definitely going to try to tune that in. Probably tonight. Yeah, you should. It's like um, two and a half hours. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. So yeah, that so yeah, that was that was a pretty pretty cool show. I'm looking forward to seeing what the NXT UK brand will bring moving forward because they're gonna have their own titles too, their own women's and tag team titles. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what I that's what I did for for wrestling. Um, I still haven't got to uh, the uh, New Japan Dominion uh, show, for the rest of the show anyway. But I'll get to that eventually. Um, 
I saw a couple of uh, movies as well, uh, courtesy of Movie Pass. Okay, uh, there we go. There's the plug. <laughs> Dude, we, I'm gonna have to just go on Twitter and just reach out to Movie Pass and just be like, listen, you're, you're doing you're doing some like free promotion here. We can we need something. We need a sponsorship or something. I know. Listen, I'm not a pay, I'm not a paid uh, like I'm not paid to promote Movie Pass. I'm just a fan. But I saw I saw two movies. One one that I absolutely recommend that's in theaters, which I absolutely like. It's my favorite documentary of the year so far. It's called "Won't You Be My Neighbor," and it's a documentary on Mister Rogers. I had a feeling of once you, I I don't know anybody else who would say "Won't You Be My Neighbor." So mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, uh, it's a it's an awesome documentary. Uh, it's a, a profile on uh, Fred Rogers, like his life and legacy, and like the influence of his show yeah. like the evolution and the history of it and man it was a it was such a great documentary cuz it showed like Fred Rogers the man the man that you saw on TV was how he was in real life really yeah he wasn't like a little perv like how he was how Jim Carrey portrayed him to be on a living color oh no not at all no and, and it's funny cuz they actually show that in the documentary did they <laughs> that's yeah. what's up they showed that and like all the other parodies. Like they show like Eddie Murphy's parody, like uh, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood from yeah, SNL. Yeah, that is fire. That's fire. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's funny because like because like there was there were there were no scandals from Fred Rogers. Thankfully, like he actually lived a good life. Like he was he really cared about you know helping children. You know, like because he like he was inspired to do his show because you know he he felt that like children's television was just pandering to kids but in a in a mindless way it was just like all like oh silly noises and visual visual effects and funny costumes and bright colors yeah and there was no real real educational value so like his show when it first came out in the late 60s it was pretty radical for its time because like it was the total opposite of what people would consider good tv good television it was like had no had a, had a limited production value no flashy costumes no flashy theme music it was just him just some guy in a sweater talking to kids tell, teaching them life lessons and with puppets and and it was really interesting to see how he was so passionate about the his mission of like of like educating and helping young kids and and you know getting them getting kids to you know accept themselves for who they are and be proud of that yeah. you know in 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 such a cynical world and and it, and the film does address rumors that were proven untrue like for example no mr rogers did not serve in the vietnam war he didn't have tattoos all over his arms and that's not that's and that's not why he wore sweaters he wasn't a decorated sniper uh for the for the u.s marines like those 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 rumors were debunked um those those actually be cool rumors though yeah but i mean it, it just shows like how i guess like people's need for to like Put, apply a dark side or dark characteristics to to anything that seems nice or what the world might deem too nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there was one part in a documentary where um, he had uh, uh, one of his regular uh, recurring uh, guests who was this um, this gentleman. I think his name was like Francois something. I for- I forget his name off the top of my head, but he was a <clears throat> he was a he was a, a a black guy who played a. Like the, uh, I guess like the mailman or something. Like a mailman. Yeah. And uh, there was a, there was a, there was an episode like in the early, like late sixties or early seventies where they addressed um, incidents where, um, where, uh, where 
where black swimmers in swimming pools, they were like driven out from like the white owners of those swimming pools by th- like pouring bleach in them because they wanted to, you know, k- kick up, kick out black black people out of whites only pools. So f- so Mr. Rogers and and his uh, and his uh, co-star addressed that by you know they were they had like they had their little backyard set. Mr. Rogers was soaking his feet in this like little kiddie pool, and then he invited his uh, his friend Francois over, and they just had, and they just like soaked their feet in the pool. And that and that just that small gesture was just radical for its time because people were legit offended by that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jen actually says because the Mister Rogers docu is catching fire, it cracked top ten in the box office last week. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a popular documentary, and, and I haven't heard nothing about it. No, it's 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 out in theaters now. Like you can you can catch it uh, uh, at showcase in Warwick and Providence Place Mall and Avon. Um, it's directed by Morgan Neville, and Morgan Neville he did the uh, Oscar-winning documentary uh, Twenty Feet from Stardom, okay. which is an awesome documentary on background singers, backup singers, and and Won't You Be My Neighbor? It's 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 a really it's a it's a really necessary documentary because like because of how shitty and cynical and dark the world is becoming, has become and continues to be. Yeah, you know, uh, with uh, certain okay. assholes in office. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, but yeah, like this, this is this is the type of documentary we need because like we really need people like a Mister Rogers, people who are, people who are genuinely nice and actually have the strength to live that life and help others. You know, without no agenda, no BS. You know, none of this like partisan finger pointing or nonsense. Just just somebody who genuinely cares. We need more people like that in the public sphere. None of these, you know, none of these like people just like being all toxic on the air on the internet. Ugh, just yeah. I know. Yeah. Can't stand those people. I can't either, man. Freaking assholes. Yeah. Just want to talk nerd shit all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, check out. So please check out. Uh, Won't you be my neighbor? Like, if you have fond memories of watching the Mister Rogers show, then you'll definitely get something out of it. Even if you never watched Mister Rogers show, just watch watch the documentary. You'll definitely you you'll definitely go enjoy it. I think. Ooh, excuse me. Long day. Yeah. Long day. It what was it? It ain't that long. <laughs> it was. It was the and plus it's the rain too. Yeah, I know it's gross. The weather out. just freaking brings me down. But what else did you watch? Um, I watched uh, Ocean's Eight. Um, yes. Um, this is gonna be interesting. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I watched uh, Ocean's Eight, which is the uh, all all women's uh, reboot of the Ocean's Eleven series, which starred George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, the late Bernie Mac, R.I.P., and please others. Don't please don't be Ghostbusters. Please don't. Um, it's not Ghostbusters. Okay. It's not as bad as Ghostbusters, but that being said, it, it was, is bad. I'm not. I won't say it's bad. It's it's not. Ter- it's not a terrible film. It's not on the level of a Ghostbusters 2016, but it's just not very engaging. It, it was. It was kind of boring. Like really. I ex- yeah. Like I expected more from this movie. Like Sandra Bullock, she plays um, the the sister of Danny Ocean, okay. uh, George Clooney's character, and she's fresh out of prison, and she she links up with um, seven other women to uh, rob the Met Gala, Met yeah. Gala, and she's trying to steal this like a hundred and fifty million dollar diamond necklace from Anne Hathaway, and um, and and the film it, it does have some creative touches as far as like how the heist is executed, but the characters themselves. They're just so light, and there's 
really nothing there's not enough to the characters that makes you want to care about them or really be engaged in why they're engaged why they're executing this heist like for example um like Kate Blanchett's character and Sandra Bullock you know it, the film kind of implies that there might be a little romantic history between the two but that really goes nowhere mm-hmm. um you have a Mindy Kaling's character who who's like the the jeweler jewelry expert of the team but there's really nothing to her except like except that you know um you tell me she's like that like oh my god type thing. oh no 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 she's okay. not but she's um, not Ke- she wasn't kelly no from she, the office no she's not she's not she's not that character but like apparently like you know there was like a little little bit of a of her background like her her mom is like chastising her because she's not married because of her attitude and that really goes nowhere it's like okay uh, Rihanna plays uh, this weed smoking hacker named Nineball. How is her acting? I don't think I've really saw anything. Like I saw that she was gonna be in that mo- that movie Battleship based on the game, and I was mm. like, "Well, I think Rihanna was just a tool just to sell the movie." But yeah, she's probably a bad actor. And I know she did she did um, voice work for a, for an animated movie like a few years ago mm-hmm. um I, I i forget which one it is yeah but um is but, that's how relevant yeah. it is <laughs> like how is her acting honestly like nothing special anybody could have played her character and yeah. i mean anybody like she like she has like the only thing to her character is that she has like this big dookie dreadlock wig and she she speaks in a you know a Caribbean accent and that's no, it. Rihanna actually does have a Caribbean accent, but, which she does. Like, cause I was thinking, like, is that her real accent or is she just exaggerating her real accent? I, I think it's kind of going away since she's been in, since she's been in the states, cause she's been in the states for quite some time. But she yeah. it's still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like her character, there, was, there wasn't much to her either. It was just like, okay, I'm a hacker and I smoke weed, cool. And uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Uh, is also in it. Fantastic actress, and you know she kind of she's kind of like the oddball of the group, but um, not much to her either. So yeah, like the film, like the the film should have been more fun than what it was. Like when I watched it, it was like you just watch it for just the, just the 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 light, just just for the satisfaction of seeing these fine actresses, talented actresses on screen. But the film doesn't do much with them and. The director of the film, Gary Ross, it's like he's made he's made good films, but Gary Ross is he's not he's not one you go to for style. And Oceans Oceans Eleven is a the Oceans films are a film films where you expect some style and some real panache to them. Right. And Gary Gary Ross, he's like straight meat and potatoes. He's like unseasoned chicken. He's like if if you want straightforward filmmaking, no flash, no style, just straightforward storytelling, straightforward camera angles. You want you want potato salad with raisins. Gary Ross is your guy, and that's that's I'm, that means I'm like a oh, hell no. That's 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 his that's his film. That, that, that's that's his like from Sea Biscuit. Um, he made Sea Biscuit. Yeah, Sea okay. Biscuit, Hunger Games, the first one. Like it's just. Straightforward filmmaking. Well, Hunger Games is more. pretty much of a like cult classic, though. Well, I suppose it has a cult following. At least. Well, more than a cult following, it actually has a because it's very popular. Yeah, yeah. But overall, like Oceans, Oceans Eight, I wanted more from it. Um, it's there's not much to it. It's not really 
that fun to watch. Uh, I, 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 I still say that Ocean's Eleven, the George Clooney one from 2001, I still, that's the only one worth watching in the whole series. What about the originals with, you know, with the Rat Pack? I still haven't seen the Rat Pack version, oh, okay. so I can't really speak to that. But I still want to see that version. Okay, so the modern day, the modern day franchise. Yeah, so the modern Ocean's franchise, Ocean's Eleven is the best um, with George Clooney. Ocean's Twelve is trash. Ocean's Thirteen, I didn't see, but from what I hear, it's more or less a remix of Ocean's Eleven. Same plot, they rob another casino. Okay. And Ocean's Eight, meh. So that's that's pretty much my reviews. Ocean's Eight is just meh. What are you gonna do for like? So odds are they're gonna try to force an Ocean's Nine, probably. Then they're gonna like speed it up and try to get Ocean's what thirteen? No, (laughs) fourteen. Or maybe like Ocean's Ten to kind of like if they did a trilogy, like yeah, that's what I found. Yeah, eight, nine, ten, move back to eleven, twelve, thirteen. I don't know, but that that would that would just be milking it. Yeah, but if they do an, if they do another film, then hopefully they'll get it right next time. Like I said, it's not it's not Ghostbusters awful, but it's just meh, which is too bad. Okay. And uh, speaking of documentaries, real quick, Paul asks us if we have heard of the wrestling documentary Three Hundred and Fifty Days. No, I never heard of it. I haven't heard of it either. I'm gonna look into that uh, on the phone here while you. Talk to the people what you've been up to, man. My goodness. Actually, a lot for the past two weeks. Um, damn. Damn. Like, literally a lot. I wish I could have. we could have got into it last week, but we had our guest, and it was our wrestling episode. And, you know, when we have our guests for our wrestling episodes, we just kind of forget everything else, and we just go at it. Yeah. <laughs> but I love every single minute of it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. They're like man. usually the fun the most fun episodes to watch. And yeah, I saw you I saw your post, Adrian. Um SummerSlam. SummerSlam weekend, clear schedule. <laughs> yeah. Cause you and Vic need to go at it again. Nah. We... It was fun. Nah. It it was fun. I mean, you can't. He he's not gonna change his mind, and I'm not gonna change my mind. No matter how many facts that I I introduce, so what's the <laughs> point? It's another stalemate. Stalemate for what? It feel it feels like. It, I wow. Well, it, it feels like <laughs> it feels like cable news, like cable news pundits at this point, where you where you're watching, you're not watching an informed discussion. You're just watching a bunch of talking heads jibber jabber at each other, talking over each other, yelling at each other, and nothing gets done. And it's like you you walk away with a headache. No, neither Adrian nor myself will be served from another from another Roman Reigns discussion because there's it have to be, be just Roman. I mean, eventually we know it's going to turn into it, but it, there's nothing to be said with, with it. No, no, just a debate. Like I was watching, mm. shout out to the Jabba Tears podcast. I was going through this, and I actually got to listen to this episode. But one of the thing, one of the subjects was was the Attitude Era overrated? Yeah, that's a legit question. Yeah. So I got to listen to that one if you didn't listen up. As a matter of fact, I would actually like to do a dual episode with the Jabba Tears podcast and debate that. Mm, I'd like that. That I would like to get into. I don't know if you can handle it because that's like two Adrians. One <laughs> 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 show, but they're a lot of fun. Shout outs to them. So, um, yeah, on the comic front, I start, um, started a couple of new story arcs. Uh, the first one being uh, Hump for Wolverine number one. Which is written by uh, Charles Sewell and art and art by David Marquez and Paulo Stero, pa- no, Paulo Sequeira. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's basically the X Men is it's basically about the X Men have come to terms with Logan's death. Uh, I haven't really specified how he died. Okay. All right. So then cyborgs actually come in and try to steal the body from um, from a grave that the X Men actually have actually built. Nice little grave too. It's like him his body, mm-hmm. and he it's um. Yeah, it's pretty much his naked body, and he's uh, he has his claws out, and he's uh, in a kneeling position, mm-hmm. and the rest just looks like a, you know, a big a block, you know, where you think the body was at. Yeah. So they try to rob it because you know Wolverine's body and the adamantium is worth you know a, p- a pretty penny. Yeah. So once they saw that, the X Men come, they start fighting off the t- they start fighting off the cyborgs. The cyborgs actually get the grave grave open, and then they discover that the cyborgs in it weren't in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, not the cyborgs. The body wasn't there. Yeah. Because the earlier, the X-Men had actually took Logan's body out and buried it in an undisclosed location. Mm-hmm. So after that, you know, after they fought him off, after that being said, um, Kitty Pride actually goes to, goes to Wolverine's grave. You know, just to tell him, like, you know, hey, we just did this. You would have been so proud of me. You know, have a little... T- People talk to that, you know, to grave sites. I do sometimes. I'll admit it. Mm-hmm. But then she realizes that the grave, the body is gone. Okay. So Wolverine is actually alive mm. out somewhere. Mm-hmm. So now Kitty Pride and the X-Men are actually on the hunt for Wolverine, looking for him in one of the... In one of the Panel, she's actually reaching out to Tony Stark mm-hmm. to help him find to help them uh to help him find him. Yeah. So I mean I just read the first issue with that. I think it's a it's not a long story arc, but it's pretty um actually has got it has gotten good reviews, so I do recommend that you check that out as well. Great art. Mm. Um very well written, especially for a first issue. Mm. The next one, I actually been looking forward to this for a while. Um, the weekend presents Starboy, okay. number one. I still gotta pick that up, man. Yeah, yeah. it's actually it's actually written by Abel Tesfaye, the weekend himself, mm-hmm. uh, Lamar Taylor in um Crystal's Cage, and art by Eric New. I can never pronounce this Nugen or Nguyen, mm-hmm. and uh, Guru FX. So what's what it's what it's about is like the city of um, Alphatron is in in the midst of a crime wave by the hands of a criminal mastermind named Jack the she- Jack the Chef Smiley, mm-hmm. and then the citizens are in need of a hero, and that hero is Starboy. Yeah. Now, um, I'm not gonna go too deep into it because it's really not much. It did is actually a well re- well reviewed issue. Okay, but um, it, it's an or it's a very simple. Origin story. Okay. Okay. He gets his power. Um, he gets his powers by um being knocked into one of um, I forget. I actually forget like the name, the type of machine that it was mm-hmm. that's supposed to like enhance uh empowerment for the si- power to the city. Mm-hmm. But then, in the midst of fighting uh, Jack Smiley, Jack Smiley knocks him in there, turns it up, and then somehow, the weekend survives. Mm-hmm. He has another name in it, and I just didn't have it on me just to like write it down. So I have the most unprepared notes ever for these comics. Does he call himself Starboy? Yeah. So yeah, he calls himself Starboy. Mm-hmm. He gets his powers, but then like that's it. We haven't really had to, got a chance to really see what 
what he's capable of. So I think I, I don't think it's gonna be a long story arc. Okay. At all, but I mean, just to pick this number one up, and if it does like take off, it's a good little four ninety nine cash investment. Okay. I guess. That's cool. So then the next one, which has been very well reviewed, is actually uh, Weapon H number one, mm. and I just picked up number two today. So and it follows a war. It's written by uh, Greg Pak and the art by Corey Smith, and um, it actually follows a war veteran who is who was um unwillingly who unwillingly took part into the Weapon X program experiment by mixing both Hulk and Wolverine DNA to form this Weapon H character. So it's like whenever he gets whenever he gets upset, mm-hmm. he turns into a Hulk like creature and has adamantium claws mm-hmm. and. In, other adamantium spikes were around his body. Shout outs to Kevin Lima. What's going on, brother? Mm-hmm. And um, now he's actually on the run to keep himself from society and actually mistake his mysterious past. And he always and he actually ends up winding up to Wendigo. If you recall, Wendigo is actually the uh, beast that Hulk and and um, Wolverine fight off in the first appearance of Wolverine. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yep. so he so Wendigo makes a return. So that's actually another interesting story that I'm gonna that I'm gonna follow. Because mm-hmm. I mean, Hulk and Wolverine DNA mixed together in one project—that's pretty. That's a pretty interesting concept. Mm. Yeah. So all that, and um, this weekend I dedicated myself, other than helping some friends move, to watching Luke Cage season two. Okay. Um, we're actually going to get into a spoiler-filled episode within the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely just as good as the first one. That's good. Um, lots of character development. You actually see Luke Cage actually dealing with this. Um, it's like a newfound fame. Mm-hmm. You know, now after it, after the events of the first season and Defenders. Yeah. And he's actually dealing with some personal demons of his own, which you know, dealing with like um, dealing with his father, his relation, his relationship with his father, who was played by the late great Reggie Cathy. Yep. And there's actually one in one episode. You actually get a good, you get a good Kratos boy out of him. Oh, nice. It's just like you kind of it brings a smile to your face. If you're a God of War <laughs> fan, you bring it, that will bring a smile to your face. All right. And not to mention Reggie, Reggie Cathy knocks it out the park. Oh, I, I, like I, he was good in House of Cards, but I mean, he knocks it out. Mm, that's good. It's like a final performance way to go out. Exactly. Yes. Mm. Yes. And um, you see more character development with Misty Knight, his relationship with Claire Temple, and then the the intact. Oh, Mariah Dillard, mm-hmm. Shades. Like everybody has evolved in some way, shape, or form into where you actually, either, whether you either love them or you hate them even more. Mm-hmm. And not to mention the antagonist, Bushmaster. Yeah. Highly interesting character. Okay. Highly interesting. I'll put him on the level of, of Cottonmouth. Oh, wow. Cottonmouth Stokes. Yeah. And there's a lot of Cottonmouth references too. So, and then also some new. New uh, characters get introduced as well. So um, you got the time. We're giving you guys two weeks. Okay. Catch up. Yep. Two weeks. I will I will catch up as well. I'll be done with it by then. And with Ant-Man and the Wasp. Exactly. That's what we're doing. Not next week. Next week's 4th of July week, and we're taking, we're taking some time off. Yep. But, yeah, right after that, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. We're, we're going spoiler deep into that one. Okay. 
All right, so then I don't know if you caught this on the WWE Network. It's actually a WWE 24 mm-hmm. documentary, The Hardys Woken. Oh, I wanted to see that. That's really, really good. Yeah, I heard they get into like... It's they real. get into the nitty gritty. Like they, like the, the Hardys are kind of... They, they hit a downward spiral. Yeah. Like it was publicly known mm-hmm. that Jeff did. Yeah. But even then, Matt had it bad too. Oh, wow. I I thought it was just Jeff. No, no, mm. definitely Matt too. Mm. How about the tick on Amazon Prime? Haven't I haven't seen it. I heard it. Was, I heard it was good. Did I, you? I heard it has its fans. I don't have Amazon Prime. Oh, I need to because I'm ordering more and more off of Amazon <laughs> lately. Yeah, I heard. I heard. I heard it was a pretty good show. I will leave that to you then. Yeah, I'll I'll check it out at some point. But yeah, but I do recommend like Woken. Okay. Of the Hardys. Yeah. How long is that documentary? Uh, about a good hour. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I heard. Does it show uh, Jeff Hardy when he was when he stumbled drunk out on a TNA match? Yep. Wow. I I, I remember seeing that. Like I think it's still on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah it is. But then yeah. they advertised the uh, Global Wrestling app mm-hmm. in order to watch it. Oh. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, it's there. Eric Bischoff talks about like he's like listen. Jeff looks horrible. Jeff, he's no, he's in no shape. Just hit him with the scorpion death drop, pin him, and that's it. Mm. And even then, Sting, even Sting was saying was like, he, I was disappointed, but just, he was more more like disappointed. He wasn't like completely furious, yeah, but disappointed. And even in AJ, and then AJ Styles was like saying, it's like these guys don't care. Mm. Like I'm over here, you know, busting my ass trying to, you know. Feed my family and everything, and you got you got these guys over here. Just they're just here just to be here. They don't care at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, but it was a re- very very interesting. I mean, they didn't have to just stop from the beginning of the you know their humble beginning and stuff. I mean, they mentioned it, mm-hmm. but they got they got down to the nitty gritty of what you know everything that they've been through within like the past what ten years or so. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, they were they went through it. Oh. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna definitely sit, put some time to watch okay. that. Um, and I actually I decided to revisit uh, a favorite of mine from when out from my childhood. Oh, what's that? Ghost Rider. <laughs> that was a popular show back in the day. I was surprised. I thought I was the only one who watched it, and I wanted to be part of as a kid, as like an eight nine year old kid. I wanted to be a part of this show because mm-hmm. to me they just seemed like the coolest kids ever. Yeah. <laughs> Just like them and the cast of all that, the original cast. Mm-hmm. I mean, I found them, found some episodes on YouTube, uh, tweeted Will Blackman, because I used to be our show back in the day. I'm like, yo, look what I am watching. He was like, wow, I forgot about that show. Mm. Man, the acting was completely horrendous. <laughs> I can imagine. Like, first of all, so I was like, as I'm watching this, I'm like, this is awful. So I'm like, you know, what are these people doing right now? Because they all kind of like fell off the grid. I mean, some of them just living just dead regular lives. Mm-hmm. I think except for one's like still in the, and it's like two of them still in the entertainment business. Like I know one does like voiceover work for commercials mm. and the other one's in like a local band. Oh, wow. But like nothing, nothing crazy. I'll just went on to, oh, and another one was on, was on an episode of the real world. Oh. Not an episode. He was actually a cast member of the real world. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So, um, 
Yeah, like one of the line. First of all, Samuel Jackson was in the show. He was on the show. He was. He played Jamal's dad, like the character Jamal's father. Wow. He's so a- then he's sitting there talking. To, so one of the characters named Jamal, he's talking to this, talking to his computer, like that his sister gave him before she goes to college. And he go, she goes, "You looking for a dynamite dude?" And I'm like, I should be done right at this moment. <laughs> like, who the fuck says dynamite dude? Oh, I'm thinking of like Johnny Ace or some. <laughs> no, they were the d- dynamic dudes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just said, You're looking for a dynamite. He thought he was cool about it, too. I'm like, This is awful. 90s cheese. Yeah, like. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, the lingo, and remember, these and the actors, they weren't actors at all. They were literally just a bunch of kids that PBS don't pull from the street mm-hmm. and just say, Hey, be part of this show. <laughs> and boom. And then I learned that they actually, like, they did a casting call for a reboot. Really? Now, you can't. That, that show, it just does not age. Oh, yeah. It doesn't. It's basically, it's about these kids who go around solving, like, mysteries, you know, around their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But they use a ghost that they can only talk to, communicate with through writing. Mm-hmm. Now, early 90s, yes, that could work. Mm-hmm. But now you got texting, social media, mm-hmm. Google. Yeah. We have every, we, I have a ghostwriter right here. Mm-hmm. It, it wouldn't work. Or maybe, like, if, if, if they did the concept, they have to do it, like, radically different. It, it would have to be. So, but, like... So it's like they're communicating with the ghost through a computer. But they communicate through each other. They use the ghost to communicate with each other. Mm. They, they could just text each other. Huh. Yeah. They, yeah. Unless it's like some kind of like ghost in the machine type deal. Well, he can co- he, he can cre- communicate through like the computers and stuff. Okay. But it's like even then still, it's like yeah. any, any information that they used Ghost Rider to get, mm-hmm. you can just Google it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the show just wouldn't age um, unless it didn't. It, it can't. Like, uh, if they if they if they did a reboot and if it if they did it this way, it would it would really serve no purpose. If they like set the reboot firmly in the '90s, still, they would have to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's the only way that could work. Yeah, and it would just have it would just have better production values and better acting, I suppose. Yeah. But and even then they did a casting call, so they can once again mm-hmm. get some kids who just happen to be. Have have some good looking kids, but with no acting experience. Yeah, or they just like pull some like YouTube celebrity. That's yeah. Or Instagram star. Put that in quotes. YouTube, hey, YouTube celebrity. I play a parent shit. (laughs) Yeah, you would. (laughs) (laughs) No, because then that means like the kids will probably be teenagers, and then I will just be a young parent now. Yeah, be like um, and don't be a menace. Where Sean Wayne's dead? Yeah, oh, he's older. He's older than his father. Like how? Could that... Yeah, <laughs> new season of Marlins out too. It's actually pretty. It's still good. Is it? It, it is. Um, I'm a. Uh, I don't. Yes, I don't know. you hate Marlon Wayne's. You know. No, know this. you. I hate his movies. Like a haunted house is trash. <laughs> Little man, white chicks. Those are trash movies. White man. chicks is fun. No, it's not. I have fun watching white chicks. Yeah, you would have fun watching white chicks. Yeah, because I like to have 
fun. That movie was trash, <laughs> man. The, like all, it, it's oh. not. It's uh, it's one of those like it's just not meant to be like. What's that? Movie? I don't know why I always re- reference this. Call me by your name. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed. To, it's one of those movies that are not supposed to be like on that level. It's just. I. That's not an. Ex- just go to the movies with your friends and like, hey, let's just watch this. It's just a goofy ass movie. Yeah, but that's not an excuse because you can have goofy movies that are done well. You can t- still, but even then, it's just like it's just. It's not meant to be taken that seriously. Like only has. Forty Year Old Virgin is another movie like that. Hey, Forty Year Old Virgin is a legitimately funny, well written comedy. Oh, it definitely is. I'm not gonna knock it. I mean, I would definitely say Forty Year Old Virgin is better than White Chicks. Absolutely. But it's like, would you? I mean, I put for, I put like White Chicks on the level as like Scary Movie Two. Okay, I, I'll give you that. Yeah. Still enjoyable, but it's just. It's just an enjoyable, like, casual movie. You, you you probably liked Soul Plane, too. I did not, actually. Okay, good. Like, I watched it. I laughed at a few moments, but I was like, this is not fucking good at all. Yeah. If if you like Soul Plane, I'd have to kick you off the show. <laughs> you know, I'd have to t- revoke your black card. No, you <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> um, what else I got into? Okay. couple of albums. I'm actually going through this faster than I thought. Mm. Nas's album Nasir, adult contemporary hip hop. Now I know your boycott and Kanye West. Yeah, actually, like two of the best songs on the album are featured him. Two of my favorites, at least. Uh, Cop shot the kid, which has like a whole um, it has a uh, slick Rick sample to it. Okay, but it has that old school hip hop feel to it. Mm-hmm. So and all that, and it kind of touches on like you know the killings of black kids. Yeah, at the end of the cops. Yeah, at the, at the end of the cops. So mm-hmm. everything is just like a nice zone out tune mm-hmm. that features um, Kanye and um and the Dream. Yep. So and that's actually my favorite out of the whole album. Okay. Yep. And all seven songs, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. So it's like a half hour long. Pretty much. Mm. Like, I completed that whole album, like, on a trip from, on a trip to Rite Aid and back. <laughs> okay. Like, oh, yeah. Go, oh, um, and then Adam and Eve, which is right after um, everything, which is a dope record as well. Okay. Now, um, where would you rank uh, Nasir among his most recent albums? Like, Life is Good or? Uh... Probably along with, I want. It's not gonna be. It's not Illmatic. Yeah. Definitely better. Than, I'll probably say Streets Disciple. Okay, it's on that level. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Streets Disciple. Not my favorite, but mm. I thought it was dope. Okay. I still I, I enjoy Street Disciple. It has some it has its fair share because actually no, I would I'll say it's better than Street Disciple. Okay. I mean I like Street Disciple, but it just it just didn't need to be a double C D. Yeah, there was a lot of No, nah, but everybody every like major artist has to have a double C D. Yeah. Jay Z has a double C D, Outcast has a double C D. Yeah. But what I noticed is that there's there's no, there's not a lot of artists that can pull off a double can justify a double C D. No. Like, Especially nowadays. There's literally only three artists I can probably pull off a double CD. Uh, who would they be? J. Cole. Mm-hmm. Kendrick. Yep. And Wale. Yeah, 
Well, I, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll leave him on there. His last album, I thought it was all right. Yeah, I would, I would, I would say the gift is best. The gifted would probably, I would say, is his best. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know it's funny with a uh, Nas Nasir. Um, you refuse to listen to it. I, I yeah, I refuse to listen to it because you know I'm not. I, I do not have time in my life to support sunken place Negroes like Kanye West. You know who who uh, they spit in the face of our culture. You know, they, he he he's an embarrassment to the diaspora. Okay, he's an embarrassment to our people. Dude, slavery is a choice. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You fat, depressed fuck. That, they, okay. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, like, like Nasir, like, like Nas, like he could have worked with any other producer for seven songs. He could have worked with No ID, like, like, like he did with Jay Z with Four Forty Four. He could have worked with uh, Dr. Dre. Oh man, a Dr. Dre Nas album. Yeah. Um, he could. There's been some knock Dr. Dre. Not- Dr. Dre was the Nas was the first like New York rapper to work with Dr. Dre. Yep. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, Nas is coming from It Was Written. Yep. I actually listened to It Was Written uh, uh this morning. Love that album. That album is fire. Like like right now cuz like I'm I'm going back and I'm listening to Nas's albums one at a time just to, just to see which one which one's my absolute favorite. Um cuz I was inspired by Adrian's post when he wrote, posted Stillmatic being the best Nas album in his opinion. So it's a good one. It, it's a good choice, but um so far, I listened to Ilmat. Re- I re-listened to Ilmatic again. I re-listened to It Was Written. So right now, I'm on on I Am. Love that. Love that album. I Am is fire. Love that album. Yeah. Uh, I also listened to Nostradamus, which was his worst. Yeah, at his his absolute worst. That that album has what three good songs at best. One of them being Nostradamus, which sampled a EPMD song. Mm-hmm. Um. And you owe me. Owe me. <laughs> yeah, those are the only two memorable songs out of that. Yeah, that whole album was just ill-conceived. Took a took a hiatus, and then he came out. Well, Jay Z called him out, and then he came out with Stillmatic. Yep, one of the it was one of the rare five mic albums in the source. That and Blueprint. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of Blueprint, mm-hmm. the Carters. Yes, that's another album that is uh, that is adult contemporary hip hop. Is that everything is love? Is that what the album's called? Yes, the yep. card is everything is love. Um, couple of my favorites on there is Ape Shit, nice little party record that I play that I actually plan on playing this weekend while I do de- when I DJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friends and Seven One Three. Friends actually addresses why um, why Jay Z and Beyonce didn't go to. Kanye's wedding. Oh, really? Yeah. That should be Basically, he just said, "Listen, if me and why me if me and my wife are beefing, I ain't going nowhere until I fix it." <laughs> okay. Which is justifiable. Yeah. Like, I mean, okay, you cheat on your wife. Mm-hmm. Then you go to a, you guys are in the midst of fighting. You guys go to a wedding. Yeah. That's a recipe for disaster. That's like. That's that's a recipe for disaster. Oh yeah. She was sitting there, she started crying. You thinking she's crying because it's a beautiful moment. Mm. Well, the pastor probably is just fire. But mm. like, no. Wow. Young. <laughs> um is a uh, is is it available on C D? Not yet. I listened to the untitled. Yeah. Uh I got Spotify, so unfortunately I haven't listened to it yet. Title is worth it because it's like you get Music that's not on Spotify, 
Mm-hmm. But title ha- title will have it. Okay. You know, like and especially like sometimes you know, I I just feel like listening to a Jay Z album. The only way you can listen to a Jay Z album is on title. Yeah. I, or or you can do what I do and just like burn burn just like transfer the MP3s from your computer to your phone, Android phone, like I did. Okay. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, I'm going to definitely listen to the Carters at some point because I, I really want to, you know. Um, I, I, I absolutely loved 444 last year. And uh, I mean, yeah, a, that was last year. Yeah. And a Beyonce Jay Z record. I'm surprised, it, I'm surprised it took them this long to make a whole album together. I guess it's cause just the demand. And then not to mention they're about to go on tour. They're about to go on tour. No, I think they are on tour now. Oh, yeah. On the run, too. Yeah. Yeah. I always find it funny. I like Beyonce always announces her tours right at tax time. Ah, uh, yeah. Always does. You know, like, once they get them income tax, I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm going on tour. That's exactly what the government pays for Beyonce's. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Illuminati But you know confirmed. what? No, no. That's a smart move. That's a smart move. She, know, she knows her fans. She does. I mean, she the- She knows the, her fan base. The, and, and they support. And they, like I said, they are, they worship her. Yes, the cult of Beyonce. But you know, like I've said before, like Beyonce is a very talented artist. Uh, here we go. But I still, to this day, all these years, I still don't get the hype. Like to me, she's not a end-all, be-all cultural icon. She's not a revolutionary. She's just a very talented R&B singer who happens to be ridiculously wealthy. Who's earned her wealth? I give her that. But if you if you ask me if if you ask me do I prefer to listen to Beyonce's music or Solange Solange's music I I'd go for Solange Solange's music cuz Solange she's more of the artsy No ex- now she is before artsy. she was just as commercial as everybody I, else I, I agree I agree like when B, like when Solange first came out it was like oh she's she's trying to be a clone just like her big sister but then like she she quickly proved to be a legitimate artist. Like, she wasn't just a flash-in-the-pan clone. Like, Solange has a legitimate artistic voice. And, like, she has her own experimental style. She takes chances t- chances with her own brand of R&B. I can dig that. Whereas Beyonce, it's like... She's too big, and she's just, like, she already has... But then again, it's to the point where Beyonce is, like... She's big enough to where she can do whatever she wants. Yeah. Like, Beyonce, she... she like, this album... There was no promotion behind it. No. Just like Beyonce. Hey, can, we got an album here. Yeah. Beyonce can literally fart on a record and people would buy that in droves and give it glowing reviews. She can fart on a beat and people will praise that record to high heaven. Like it's the greatest record in human <laughs> yeah, history. Really well too. Yeah. She can That's sneeze like, on the t- No, you're taking my joke. What? You're taking you're taking my joke. You took you're taking my joke. Don't flip my joke around. Wait, you said you said that she'd fart on a record? No, I said that remember I told her I told you about the fact the time when she sneezed on stage yeah. and the entire arena said bless you. So I said, imagine if Beyonce farted. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah if, if she jerk. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, if, if she sneezed all over a, a, a Dr. Dre beat, people would like give that record of the year at the Grammys. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I mean the, the it's just overrated, basically. Just too much hype. I mean, there are people who still find it find her overrated. Well, that was my pal. Okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, before we move on with some comments, uh, oh, Kevin Lima d- dropped this fact. He says that um, Lars Sullivan wrestled over half his match at, with Alistair Black at t- Takeover Chicago with a broken jaw. He's a tough son of a bitch, right there. Yeah, he is. That's 
That's a hardy dude. Yeah. To wrestle with a broken freaking jaw? Yeah. Maybe that could be his catchphrase. Nah, it'll be over. It was already <laughs> overdone by Kurt Angle. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, should we get into some news yeah, items? Um, speaking of wrestling, we do begin with some really sad news, unfortunately. Uh, the passing of Big Van Vader, uh, better known, also in real name, Leon White. Woo, that's old school. You said Big Van Vader. Oh, yeah. I, he is. I, he's always He's always going to be Big Van Vader to me. Um, he, uh, he passed away Monday at the age of 63 from congestive heart failure. And, uh, and, and was, what was most unfortunate about his death was that, um, he did last year, he said that doctors had told him he had less than two years to live Yeah, and he actually wanted to be in the hall of fame. And unfortunately he only did an induction. So this will, if he ever gets into the WWE hall of fame, it will be oh, another, yeah, he's going in now. it'll be another posthumous he's, induction, which yeah. shame on you, Vince. Um, Vader, he was widely regarded as one of the greatest super heavyweight wrestlers of all time. He's a three-time WCW World Heavyweight Champion and a three-time IWGP Heavyweight Champion. And and one of the toughest SOBs in the business. Yeah, stiff motherfucker. (laughs) But I will tell you this, man, back when I was a kid, when Harley Race used to um, manage him and he had that big-ass Mastodon helmet, Mm -hmm. that shit legitimately scared the shit out of me. I was creeped out by that mask. Wow. (laughs) And he was feuding with Sting, too. Sting was my favorite WCW wrestler. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, once he got out, once in WWE, his run, his run wasn't that great. Yeah, it was. Yeah, his his his, his WWE run was very disappointing. Much of it due to Shawn Michaels, I'd say. Well, Shawn Michaels played a big factor in it. Possibly, I yeah. believe. I believe it. Yeah, but he but it was true. And then I had to like, I I had to just I had to post the episode. We one of the episodes we used on Boy Meets World. Oh yeah, yep. He was in a few episodes. I remember that. As like one of the bu- as like one of the bullies' fathers, I forget his name, but yeah, I forget who I forget which character. I know the guy. The actor's name was Ethan Serpley, but yeah, that was that, yeah. Vader played his dad on the show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but yeah, Vader, you will be missed. Absolutely, man. And he had one of my favorite th- entrance themes in WWE. Really? Yeah, back back in the New Generation era. It's Tom. It's Tom. It's Vader. Tom. 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 Dun dun. Mm. Yo, what the shit? Yo, that was I, fire. I wouldn't know. Yo, that was. I didn't, a, oh man. It, 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 I, it, it fit him, but no, it, definitely fit him. But, Don't get me wrong, but just I would. Frankie, that was the character's name. Okay, thank you. Yeah. But like, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider his theme like one of my favorites. I I just liked it because of like it was it was just so. It it fit. Yeah, it fit him. Don't get me. Don't. I mean, I'm not denying that. I just wouldn't call it my favorite. Okay, but I I I really enjoyed his like because it gave him an extra presence that that the booking at the time in WWE didn't give him, and you know he should have he should have been a WWE champion. Like like if it wasn't for Shawn Michaels politicking and all that, then perhaps his run would have been different. But. Yo, like, but you take away, but you take away the WWE run. He still had a remarkable career. Like he, he like they, I think he was he was responsible for, um, I guess, tearing off a uh, big Foley's Big Foley's ear, yeah, yeah. In Japan. Yep. Uh, there was one point where Vader he had his eye knocked out at one point out of his socket, and he popped yeah. it right back in. Yeah, he, and it was during a match in Japan, some I, I believe. Yeah, he was a tough dude, and. Um, there was one point where 
him and Undertaker had like a interview, this infamous interview in Kuwait. I saw that. Yeah. Oh, yo, man. and he flipped out. He flipped out on hilarious. The, he flipped out on the host who asked him, "Yo, so is wrestling fake?" And Undertaker he gave a diplomatic answer, but then Vader was like, "No, no, no, let me answer this question." And then he just went off on the host, and he was actually detained in Kuwait for like a, what a couple days or a couple weeks. <laughs> Damn, which didn't do him any favors with Vince McMahon. So I think no, that was definitely another reason why he didn't get a big push. But, man, Big Van Vader, Leon White, you will be missed, man. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Shout-outs to John Haponic for this one. Go yes. ahead, read it. Uh, John Haponic, the supervillain, the DCEU apologist, will be pleased to know that Jared Leto will be starring in the Spider-Man spinoff film Morbius. Uh, Jared Leto will be playing the scientist-turned-vampire, and it will be directed by Daniel Espinoza, who directed the Denzel Washington film Safe House and the, the sci-fi film Life, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, Leto, in addition to Mo- Morbius, he will also reprise his role as the Joker in, in an upcoming standalone movie, which will be different from, from the Joker origin movie starring Joaquin Phoenix. Another one comes to Marvel. <laughs> Man, so Jared Leto, I will say I hope that his turn as Morbius will be much better than his Joker run because... I could see uh, him actually playing Morbius. mm, Yeah. Like, look-wise. Yeah, he can definitely pull off a vampire. Acting-wise? I mean, Jared Leto, he's a good actor, but... The Joker, his, the Suicide Squad Joker was just, mis- yeah, it was just like gangsta juggalo version, I guess. And it was just awful. Yeah, it was like Takashi Six Nine version of Joker. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it it was it was not it was not a good look. So the choices that Leto made in in his role as the Joker was not good. So I hope that Leto makes better choices in his role as Morbius. And with the Spider-Man spinoff film, which I believe is part of Sony's Spider-Man universe, which is not part of the official MCU. The MCU, yeah. So it's going to share the same space with Venom coming out in October. But hey, you know what? If if uh, if uh, Morbius can and can be as good as Venom, and hopefully if Venom gains momentum as well, then maybe their Sony's Spider-Man spinoff universe might be worth yeah, watching. They announced that Silk's getting a movie as well. Yep, that's right. Yeah, and what you got? What you got there? Oh, some some other uh, some other interesting news here for all of us Facebook users. Uh, Facebook will be introducing a new keyword snooze feature. Now, this sounds interesting. Yeah, read upon that. So the 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 keyword snooze feature on Facebook will allow users to block any news stories and posts on their feed that feature certain keywords in their titles. So the idea is to enable users to block stories that they don't want to see. So for example, someone who, you know, wants to avoid movie spoilers for Ant-Man and the Wasp, they can type in the title Ant-Man and the Wasp in keyboard in keyword snooze. And that user's Facebook feed will block out any and all stories with those ti- with those words in the titles. Um, the feature is currently being rolled out in test markets as of yesterday, and will be available to all Facebook users if successful. What do you think about this uh, keyword snooze feature? Honestly, I probably will never use it. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I'll know it's there and probably will never use it. And, like, I don't know. Maybe just in my circle, I don't. My circle and, you know, my friends list, they don't spoil They don't spoil shit. Yeah. yeah. And I have a lot of friends. Yeah, you do. A lot of Facebook Facebook friends. Yeah. Yeah. You talk to, like, a dozen in real life, though. And I actually talk to a really good amount of them. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. So, like, and they and they really don't spoil. I'm actually thankful for that. Very grateful. Yeah, that's a good thing. Like, I would probably use it for, like, just typing spoilers in, in the feature and then just, like, filter out any story, stories with the word spoiler in it. That way I can be totally safe from them. That would work, too. Yeah. But I could also see how Facebook snooze could be abused in the sense that people will will just filter out any stories that don't agree with their own worldview. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's just going to be more of a echo chamber, tunnel vision and all that. Yep. Especially with political stories. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like I look, yeah, I like look at certain headlines. If it's somebody I, I'm like mm. if I want to look into it, then yeah, if I don't, just keep scrolling. Yeah. And that being said, maybe maybe it'll be useful to, like to avoid people people's posts on like their of of like their kids doing something extraordinary in their eyes. Like, oh, look, look at look at my son. He uh um like, I don't Went know. Down a slide. My son, my son, my son did my son did his first slip and slide. Yo, isn't this cool? Like, like fifty thousand likes and whatnot. No one cares. All right, listen, listen. Ah, oh, damn. Ah, oh, damn. All you all, all, all you, all you, all you parents out there on Facebook, listen. Being a parent is a wonderful thing, and I understand that you want to share your joy. You know, you know, posting about 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 all the extraordinary things that your kids are doing. But here's the thing. It's really subjective, and after a while, it gets really obnoxious when you keep posting pictures of your kids and your infants and seeing, oh, look, my, my, my daughter or my son had his first burpee. Oh, my God, isn't this amazing? It's so cute. 700 likes. Ugh, just, just stop. And also, oh, damn. You pet, <laughs> all you pet owners out there, no one really cares about your damn cats, or about your dogs. Nobody is as enamored with Fido or little Chloe or little Zeke as much as you are. Nobody really cares about your dog. Eh, no there's the community people who do. Yeah, but you know they all they all treat their dogs way better than humans, and, that, and that's what really offends me about dog owners in, in particular. Like, <laughs> like y'all y'all have the nerve to treat. You know the you know the reason you pet owners treat. Pets with such reverence and such love more than oh, shit. More, okay. more than right. more than right. humans. Uh, I'll tell no, you why. No. I'll tell you why. Can't because because it's really difficult to, to to deal with other people. You know why? Because it's difficult to deal with another person who has their own thoughts, who has their own point of view, a person who can actually talk back, a person who can actually respond to you, a person who can actually engage your points, a person who actually isn't dependent on you feeding them water and and kibble in a bowl. Yeah, it's easy for a creature to love you as long as you feed them every day and take them out on walks and don't abuse them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so when your dog, so when your dog and your or your cat is all excited to see you when you come home from work, is it because they love you, or is it because they know that when they see you, they think, oh, food, water, and the chance to go poop outside? Come on, y'all. You never had a pet growing up, huh? I had goldfish. 
<laughs> Did you love those goldfish? I thought I thought they were I thought they were okay. I mean, I, I fed them regularly. I was like, oh, this is really cool. I have fish. But then I then then I went back to playing Nintendo. You wasn't really loved as a child, was you? <laughs> oh, I, I, I was. Uh, come on, you, get, you didn't. You get it. You didn't get enough hugs, huh? I got. You need a hug. I don't need a hug. All right. <laughs> sure. I don't need a hug. I'm just. I'm just saying that like some pet owners can be really obnoxious with their with their love of pets. And okay? you know what? And you know what? Here's a solution to that. What's that? Keep scrolling. That's what I do anyway. Well, then there you go. I'm just. I'm just saying. There you go. I'm just saying, you know, have some perspective, you know. I'm just saying, if, if you're one of those pet owners who treats pets better than you treat humans, then there's something wrong with you. You're just an antisocial fuck, and you need to get over yourself. Michael Jackson treated animals like humans. No, no, no. I'm saying if you treat he animals did. better than humans. Well, some people just see the purity in it. Still the purity in animals, you know. Like, you just get, like, so just, like, a pure love from them, like... Yeah, but it's it's, it's easy f- because animals don't talk back, and they're totally depend. Their survival is totally dependent on you caring for them. Not necessarily. I mean, and you put an animal in the wild; they can survive. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, from a certain point of view, my brother. See, see, pet owning is just 21st century slavery, my brother. You see, you gotta think. I about thought you that. was gonna get into making uh, <laughs> Oswald Bates. You see, me, my brother. See, the pet. Pet owning is bisexual in your mentality. You know what I'm saying? So you got to unsheath the crux of the Jerry Curls activation. You understand? <laughs> I have no idea what you're saying. But that oh, that oh. shit was classic, though. Oh, those Oswald Bates was freaking hilarious. So. Oh my gosh! Like I bet I, you know what? I want to see one of those videos where they like kids kids today watching Living Color. Now they can't. You know what? Certain certain skits that they could probably get away with. Yeah, like the Oswald Bates you probably could get away with because that kind of makes fun of like the so called hoteps and whatnot. Yeah, um, but like not Mount Joe Jack, not Joe Jackson. Rest in peace. Nah, nah. There's something about you, little. <laughs> yeah, I actually put so oh, a friend of mine posted that oh. posted the article, and I just said, you know what? I posted that video. Oh yeah. Oh, the from In Living Color. Yeah. Oh, I think I saw a meme that you posted. Like, I was so surprised <laughs> at how that, how popular that has gotten. Yeah, like Michael Jackson, he's all happy. It's like when you're, it's like, we, uh, uh, where, where is it? I can, because I had to show somebody this the other day. It's like when you're jamming for nine years in heaven, and then you're, yeah, then you're having the time when you're having the time of your life in heaven, <laughs> and then your daddy shows up and oh. he's all sad. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, when you've been having a blast in heaven for the past nine years, but then your daddy walk in. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, rest in peace, Joe Jackson. I mean, say what you want about his parenting. I was pretty much raised the same way. Really, your dad beat you? Both my parents beat me. What? What? Because he didn't hit a high note? No, just because I fucked up. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, obviously. But you know what? Say say what you want. All right. Are any of the Jackson kids like in jail and stuff? They might not be in jail, but they all have, ish- all have their own set of issues. I mean, certain issues that a regular, that a normal human being will go through. But like, you, have you have you hit? Do you hear much scandal out of them? Nowadays, no. 
Exactly. Were they ever like really in jail and stuff? Were they ever like, re- did they ever really have drug problems? Well, Michael had drug problems. Well, Michael, yeah, but you know, Michael was, Michael had the world at the Michael had the world by his, by the balls. Yeah, yeah, the world was in his hands. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, until he ran into you know, Doctor Legend Killer. Yeah, and in a way, it was like to his because he was like, "Yo, I want the propofol." Like, yeah, yeah, like Michael Jackson's last words were "more milk," because oh, yeah. that was the nickname for the propofol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, damn, what a sad ending. It definitely was, but it's like, and that's and that was another thing. I heard this on another podcast. Mm-hmm. Name another celebrity that when they die, the world will stop. Let's love you. The, I would say Beyonce. Well, mm. nah, nah, no, no. Maybe, maybe among like. Yeah. I mean, Twitter people would like po- they'll like. Po- you know they'll make their posts and everything, but it's like in a way things will just kind of keep moving. Mm. Damn, I really can't think of any. That's the last one. Yeah, cause Prince died. Yeah, and it's like. People were sad about it, but they still kept moving. Yeah. And, and, and the worst year of celebrity deaths ever, 2016. Yeah. Yeah. We had an over... We got we got exhausted by that. By, yeah. But even it's still, like, there's no... There's no other celebrity where that would happen. Like, when mm. Michael died, the world stopped. Yeah. I and, remember that. Like, I remember it like it was yesterday. Where I, I do too. So it was like, yeah, but the world stopped. Like people were calling me because mm-hmm. you know I used to dance and all that. I was very, you know, I was very heavily influenced by Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. and it was, it was people were just calling me like, "Yo, this is really happening." Yeah, I'm like, "Yo, it was just a rumor and all that." And then my boy Joe, because shout out to him, he calls me up. He was like, "Did you hear the news? He made Thriller." Yeah. <laughs> Thriller. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And and can you believe like next year will be the tenth right anniversary? Now? Yeah. So tenth them. Anniversary. So, oh, so those specials will be popping. Yeah, man. Damn. Yeah. And shout out to Whitney Palavera. Palavra. Excuse yeah. me. She's been showing mad love to the show. Oh yeah, she's one of my former students. Is that who that is? Yeah. Because I've been seeing her a lot lately. You know, yeah. like you know, she's been showing mad love. Shout out to her. Yeah. Thank you, Whitney. College writing. Yeah, son. Represent. All right. What's next but, uh, on... Uh... A couple more headlines here. Uh, some plans for future Star Wars spinoff films put on hold by Lucasfilm, or are they? I, I I heard that. I saw that. I came across the headline. I had a good laugh. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Collider initially reported last week that Lucasfilm will be focusing on the upcoming Episode Nine feature, as well as what the next trilogy of films would be afterwards. Uh, this is likely a response to the so-called underwhelming, air quotes, box office take of Solo, a Star Wars story, which grossed over $203 million domestically, which I believe is the lowest take, domestic take for a Star Wars film. Um, However, The Hollywood Reporter followed up with an update of the story, stating that while Lucasfilm is not slowing down future spinoff films, uh, they're trying to figure out how to make and market them differently, according to an insider. Uh, Currently, there are two new Star Wars film trilogies that are still in the works, with one being developed by Ryan Johnson 
and the other being made by Game of Thrones showrunners David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. Uh, In addition, Jon Favreau is executive producing the live-action Star Wars TV series for Disney's new streaming service, service which will roll out in 2019. So, yeah. Listen. Rogue One was good. Rogue One was good, and I think Rogue One actually did pretty well. It did very well, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, where they messed up with so... So I'm like, so it was just one movie. Now, if it is a continuous cycle, then you can start looking into certain. Mm-hmm. But it's like it was just one. A, it was just one movie. They messed up because they marketed wrong and they put it out at the wrong time. What was okay? Just think that. that okay, at that time, what were the other like movies that were out that were killing it? Uh, for, for Rogue One. No, not Rogue One. Um, oh, Solo. So, oh yeah. yeah, Infinity War, right? Deadpool two, right? Their competition was in Rome, pretty much. Yeah. Now, if they was to have released Solo mm-hmm. in December, mm-hmm. like they did the previous films, yeah, it would have been okay, and actually just promote it more. Yeah, it probably would have done a bit better in the box office. Yeah. Um. Although, like, there were some criticisms about it, like being. It was, like, it, yes, wasn't it was a movie that we really didn't need. Yeah. But I still heard good things about it. You know that we need a Knights of the Old Republic movie? Yo, that would be a dope idea. Knights of the Old Republic. Like, if they... I don't know. If they could take certain characters and kind of remix it to adapt it to a film, that would be an interesting feature. Because yes. that was like thousands of years before the Star Wars universe. That would yeah, be pretty so cool. Like, yeah, like it, that's basically what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. And if they probably could probably would have tweaked the tweaked the movie. Well, some people still liked it. Yeah. So it's like you know, shout out to Justin Case. He told me that he just saw it and he liked it. Yeah. So it's like they they messed up on their end. They just promoted it wrong and put it on the wrong time. Yeah. Yeah. It was like too overstuffed. Exactly. We yeah. just got we just got Infinity Wars. Mm-hmm. Then we had Deadpool two. What two weeks later? Yep. And then what two weeks later we had yep. that. Yep. That was a lot. Yeah. That was a lot within that short period of time. Mm. They should have waited till December, got that holiday money, mm-hmm. like the previous movies. Everything would have been cool. Yeah, I think so. Just put, promoted it better. Mm-hmm. Got a couple of, get a couple of sponsors and endorsements. Yep. It'd be just, it'd be all right. Yeah. And I would say that if they waited for a December release, they could have had more time to work on it. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of like rushing, you know, Ron Howard's like complete the rest of the film after they fired Lord and Miller. Exactly. Yeah. There, there you go. Yep. Solution. Yeah. And that was free Hollywood. <laughs> it's Disney. Yeah. But you know what I know. Yeah. Um, also, uh, so last headline here, which I think is pretty interesting. Shots fired from AMC towards MoviePass. They are, AMC is launching its own subscription model to challenge MoviePass, and it's called AMC Stubbs A-List, which allows members to see up to three movies a week for $19.95 a month. And AMC, the service, will offer member benefits such as free upgrades on popcorn and soda, express service at the box office and concession stand, and no online ticketing fees. Members can also see multiple movies in one day, so long as they allow a two-hour break between showtimes. And members can also watch IMAX, Dolby Cinema, and real 3D releases, unlike with MoviePass. 
um, AMC has had a contentious relationship with MoviePass and even looked into legal action to block MoviePass from being used in AMC theaters. Competition, man. Yeah. Would you uh, would you get both? Um, I wouldn't get AMC because there's no AMC theaters in Rhode Island. Like the closest one is in Boston, downtown Boston, and to have to take the train. I worked at an AMC theater. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In was Baltimore. It? Oh, what was it? What, what was that? I hate working in theaters. Oh. I know what these people go through. Oh, just dumb customers. Customers. Oh man, working at. First of all, like we never the bit at that time the busiest movie that we had I probably would say was like was Drumline mm-hmm. like Drumline Friday After Next yeah so this is around like two thousand two two thousand three but it's like you know cleaning up after pe- cleaning the theaters after people uh, mm-hmm. sell you know selling concession stands so we got people who would come in just high. <laughs> they like just finished smoking so the weed hits you you know the it hits you like right in front of your face and Ooh. then they want to order like the most food the food that you don't even feel like cooking mm-hmm. <laughs> that you know that mate that you gotta make and it's just uh yeah and w- w- I'm way too lazy to work in a theater that's yeah. what it is as much as I love to like work and hustle and stuff I'm way too lazy for that yeah. Cleaning the bathrooms. Mm. Cleaning the lobby. Yeah. Cleaning the auditoriums. Oh, those are, yeah. Those are bad. Yeah. And and you know with that I will say like yo to people out there show a little more respect to the theater workers, all right? Don't leave your trash all over the all underneath the seats, all right? It's Be- a dick move. It is a Deadpool. dick move. Yeah. Be responsible. <laughs> Clean up after yourself, all right? Make their job a little easier. That's why I do it because I know what it feels like. And then um kind of the the one advantage was they were free movies. Mm. Yeah. No, that's 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 a good thing. But then like when you're on your break, you're like, Okay, what do I do? You watch the same movie like over and over again for like what a half hour or whatever. Yeah. I I can imagine it gets old real quick. Yeah, it did. Drumline yeah. got very old. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but, I did, but on the plus side, I didn't pay to see Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Smart. That's a good thing. I did. Yeah. <laughs> but we all make mistakes. But um, <laughs> but you know what? I'm 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 intrigued about this um competition with a movie pass because as much as I like movie pass, I do want to see actual competition because iron sharpens iron. You know. Exactly. You know, because like if you don't have competition, you'll end up with like uh, you'll end up with us uh, with with somebody who gets pushed down a fan's throats that nobody wants to see every week, right, Jesus Adrian? Christ. Anyway, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I do like this idea, like with not only with AMC streaming service, not streaming service, but movie movie pass style service, but also maybe showcase cinema can create their own similar movie pass service, which would be dope because there's showcase cinemas all over Rhode Island. Yeah. Um, and hopefully this will get this will get MoviePass to step their game up. I know that MoviePass they're tr- they're thinking of introducing some new plans where you can, like, there could be like a couples uh uh plan. Yeah, like the more you spend, the more you like the more you upgrade your plan, the more you get. Yeah, like 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 pay a little extra, you can get like you can do it for two people yeah. or like kind of like a 
women would look at that as a cheap date, but you know. no, it's smart. I mean, it's, it's a tough. It's, it's smart and money saving, but it's mm-hmm. like you know, I'm not even gonna get into it. But some women will probably look at it as like they'll look at you like the fuck you look like you using a coupon on a date. That's that's so dumb. You know what? That says more about them than than Risk. than it says about you. Yeah. Kyle was on the wrestling episode, Tyrone. Yeah, I mean, yo, if 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 you're dating somebody and if they're criticizing you because you're using a coupon or getting a discount, then yeah, s- scratch that person off your list. <laughs> they don't they don't deserve to be in your life. But yeah, but yeah, I, I like this. I like the idea of competition. And with Movie Pass, they're thinking about um, introducing premium pan- plans, like adding another p- person on your on your on your plan. Also, you can pay a little extra for like premiere movies like movies by disney or even imax you pay a little extra on top of the of the charge no if they do that that'd be cool then uh or like the couples thing yeah then i'll i would definitely do it yeah cousin mookie what up <laughs> but yeah like I, I i like to see more like more competition in that fall so i think amc you know i think they're doing the right thing with introducing their own subscription model so hopefully like other theater chains and movie pass will step their game up yeah yeah so yeah that's pretty much all i got for news and headlines so, yeah it's uh, a light week yeah it's a light week this week so um yeah let's just remember next week we're taking a week off yep fourth of july week so why the hell not yeah and then following that we're talking Ant Man and the Wasp, mm-hmm. so hopefully we actually hopefully we have some guests on the show for that one. Yeah, maybe, maybe a uh, Jim. Yeah, possibly Jim and his son Trevor, and maybe yeah. some other people I may have in mind too. Yeah, and then Luke Cage. Luke Cage right after that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um yeah, but we'll be on Thursdays. Yep, Thursdays until the uh, end of July. Yeah. So uh, let's get into question of the week. Yes. So last week. So last week's question of the week was, if you could change anything from WWE's history, what would you change? Being that we was on a uh, wrestling title, uh, wrestling episode. Mm-hmm. So AJ presents the greater good. Big shout out to them. We're going to be collaborating with them soon. He says, never basing an entire AJ Nakamura feud around nut shots. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Man. Yeah, but- Jim survived, speaking of the ways. Shout out to him. He just had a birthday the other day. And shout outs to Reagan. He just had a birthday yesterday, too. Awesome. All right. Um, he says, that's easy. No celebrities allowed. We don't need Stephen Amell or Mr. T. Well, Liberace, as well as any other celebrity. No feuds needed. Also, once you're gone from the WWE, you stay gone. Like we do not, we don't need the rock popping up every 10 months if you're not under contract. Seri- and if you're not under contract, serious contract, contract, you don't need to be there. Hmm. Well, returns are good. Yeah. Recur- returns, there have been some good ones and some bad ones. Yeah, Undertaker being one of the bad. Oh, on a side note, they missed a great feud between Carl and Victor. That would have been a- fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> we already expect- been through this. I would win. Regardless if you have Kenny Omega. What? Remember the tag team, the um, proposed tag team match, you and Kenny Omega against me and AJ Styles. Yeah, I got the advantage. Nah, I Omega. already have in ring experience. Nah, Omega can carry anybody, so we'll he'll carry me to so victory. So can AJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paul Paul says, hashtag Get Roman off my team. <laughs> 
Facts. Yes. Facts. <laughs> okay. Random Okay, random ramblings with Rob. Shout out to him. He said, I heard this on your show and I felt like shit since Owen Hart wasn't my first thought. Mm. And then former host says, former host at, at May Cerullo. Yep, Maurice. Maurice says, Alberto Del Rio's cash in at SummerSlam 2011 <laughs> was that totally derailed the summer of punk. I agree, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, um, on the Facebook, Josh McNeil, shout out to him, said John Cena existing. <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Sheehan replied to him saying, how about Owen Hart not falling to his death or preventing Benoit from murdering his family? I changed all that. Mm-hmm. Eddie Guerrero test. And then Josh replies, Eddie Guerrero test. China, WWE has had more than few preventable tragedies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie Guerrero was actually the only one on that list. Yeah, test, test, and China were both gone from the WWE. So then, technically, WWE isn't re- necessary, reliable, or responsible. Responsible, yes. Yeah, and, and then because the movie says, I'm gonna say the Royal Rumble last got to go by, the last two got to win by pinfall. Hmm. The Royal Rumble? Yeah, the last two. Mm-hmm. It has to be. They have to win by pinfall. Oh. Hmm. Was that ever a rule back in the Royal Rumble? Mm-hmm. It was always over the top rope. Yeah. Nick Catrini says, Undertaker ending his career with the streak unbroken. I would definitely change that. Yeah. Uh, Piper getting a world championship belt. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely a heel champion. Cena in his 13 belt wins, I probably would have cut him off at four. And Paige and her injury, and her injury caused that awful... Because that was awful. 25 and she's done for something scripted. It's way more dangerous than... It's wait, it's way more dangerous than any sport. And Edge and Sting take, all taken out from just one match. Mm. And Eric Silva says, the Attitude Era ending. That should still be going on today. This PG stuff is trash. <laughs> we can, they can't have it. In this freaking politi- politically correct world we live in they cannot have the attitude era no we can't we're, 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 we've moved beyond we Ron can't do <laughs> no we need legitimate wrestling matches yeah so this week's question of the week which guess which former guest would you like to see return to the codex prime podcast wow former guest it's it's tough. There's so there's there's so many of them that, yeah. that that have returned to the show at at some point. Like we had Jim. Jim's always great. Yeah. Uh, uh, Adrian, uh, Kyle, Brian, Eddie. They were great for the wrestling shows. Yeah. Um, hmm. I would have to say Paul D. Filippo was really good. Yeah, I that was a very inti- that was an intriguing episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, man, a returning guest. Bad lad was dope. Yeah. I'd love to have Justin Case back on the show. That was a good one too. You know what? Yeah. Who was your favorite you know, re- re- who was your favorite guest? Okay. On the Codex Prime podcast. Okay, so that's uh so that's the question of the week. Yeah. Favorite guest on the show. Well, you know, 
being that we're the hosts, we like all our guests. Right. And we shouldn't play favorites. We can't. So we can't play favorites, so we like them all equally. And um, um, and the reason why I say just in case was because when he was on, we had sound issues. Right, yeah. So, so we got to, we got to, like, we got to do a do-over. Yeah. Oh, man. Michael Jim Francesco. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Um, that was actually a learning experience. That's why we got this equipment. Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, like I said, I don't. I don't Razor have... was good too. Yeah, Razor Clifton. Yep. Damn, we may have to have call some of these back. Yeah, absolutely. There's we got a couple um in the a couple of them that I'm in the midst of working out. Mm. Uh, maybe we, maybe if we have another wrestling episode, maybe we can get uh, Dennis from Wrestling Fantasy Warfare. Oh on. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that. Oh man, I don't know if we can handle. That. I don't know if my female viewers can handle that. Yeah, on second thought, maybe that's not such a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that's it. That'll be on the. Um, that'll be on our social medias within a day or so. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody have a great and safe Fourth of July. Uh, Tell them about the classic jackass moments. You okay? I'll definitely get into that one. Classic jackass moments. Okay, see back then, back then, Anthony, mm-hmm. that's cousin Mookie right there. Right. We um, we just decided to have. We were stuck in a snowstorm, mm-hmm. and he actually lived on the second floor, and there was a balcony, and the snow was pretty high. Yeah. So. His mother's boyfriend at the time was like, "Yeah, I'll give you guys, I'll give you guys like ten bucks each, mm-hmm. no, twenty bucks each, if y'all just jump off the balcony." Mm-hmm. Moogie, without thinking, he just <laughs> hopped over, mm-hmm. landed right in the snow, snow, end up spraining his ankle. Oh, I just hang jumped, took my shirt off, and like did three backflips <laughs> in the snow. Horrible looking backflips, by the way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, we ran. We had to run all the way around the building back into the front. We was like freezing, mm-hmm. and uh, just laugh, just laughed. Wow! Did you all get sick? No, hmm. no. But he sprained his ankle. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And that was just all for twenty dollars. Eh? Just for twenty dollars, man. <laughs> oh man, eighteen-year-old Carl was something else. I bet, man. Oh man. But yeah, you can uh, find us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, leave us a five-star review, mm-hmm. SoundCloud, Google Play, Google Play, you damn Android users. Yeah, Android represent, you must Green hurt. bubble son of a bitch. <laughs> Android gang, let's go. Yeah, I had to, no, he just remembered, I had to carry him. <laughs> <laughs> I had to carry him into- <laughs> Man, ah, good times. Y'all were that bored, huh? Oh man, you should see it. We actually another thing. We actually had an Iron Man match playing uh, WrestleMania 18 for GameCube. Mm-hmm. I was Undertaker. He was. <laughs> I was Undertaker. He was Triple H. Yeah. And we actually did an Iron Man match, mm-hmm. nonstop. We went from we played a full sixty minutes. Damn. Wow. That that sounds tedious. Oh, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. I won, by the way. Okay, that's good. That's good. But it was a lot of close calls, and I, <laughs> I mean, I my first 
my first taste of Carpetano was from that game. Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah. But, all yeah, right. that's it. That's all I got. All right, man. So, yeah, tune in in two weeks' time. Uh, so we're taking, like I said, taking the 4th of July week off. So next week we won't be here, but we'll be back the week after. We will post some notices uh, when we uh, return. So so have a... So have an awesome Fourth uh, of July week. Enjoy enjoy the rest of your week and weekend. Yep. And make sure, like when you tune in, make sure you watch Ant Man and the Wasp. Yep. And season two of Luke Cage because we're spoiling the shit out of those. Yes, so we return. Yes, indeed. So as always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.